Welcome to Backyard Broadway. I'm Andrew. I'm fucking cold. There it is. <laughs> there it is. So we tried to record this episode last week. I downloaded GarageBand to my phone, not realizing that it only records like a snippet unless you do something with the settings, which I said, fuck it, and just deleted GarageBand off my phone and was like, I'll just bring my computer when we record. Oh, yeah. And it was actually freezing that night. Tonight, it's a balmy 42 degrees. I'm so And as long as the breeze stays away, I'm fine. She's still freezing I'm because still of so who cold. she is. I'm in like this Sherpa sweatshirt and a blanket, and I'm I'm cold. <laughs> Do you need to go get something more? No, I'm just being whiny. She is being whiny, but I still haven't said my name. No, you still have not said your name. But um, <laughs> for, for if the, no one knows who I am by this point, there's a fucking problem. I mean, it's been over a year since we posted anything. Fine, I, I'm Abby. There it is, um, and that's. That's really sad that it's been over a year since we posted well, anything. we've had a lot going on. We have had a lot going on. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff going on. There, there, you know, I changed jobs after Christmas last year. I moved. You moved. Um, COVID did its up and down thing. COVID's still doing an up and down it's thing. It's still doing an up and down thing. Kat and I are still planning a wedding. Yep. Um, My job's been insane. I got a new dog. Yeah. That was an experience. That'll be interesting. That I'm still her going over. through. While we're recording. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But they're usually quiet. Yeah. They, they usually run around and just, you know. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I lost my hand in my sleeve. <laughs> and there's a breeze on my ass. Hold on. Okay. So the Sherpa sweatshirt she's wearing is like one of those giant oversized hoodies <laughs> or comfies, whatever Whatever brand, you want to call them. Whatever brand I don't know what brand is. All I know is it's really comfortable. Yeah. And it's very warm. But I'm... A tiny person in a very big sweatshirt, and so I kind of lose my appendages in these sweatshirts. <laughs> I finally got a fucking winter coat. I'm so proud of you. I know, and You're it's super somewhat warm. adulting now. I'm somewhat adulting. I was like, it's worth it because it's gonna get cold again. Like we're looking, it's supposed to be getting three to five inches oh my God. on Saturday. Did Cat tell you about her looking at the forecast for the next like two months? Oh my god! I don't want to know. I don't want to know. We're gonna be living in the fucking North Pole. Oh shit, balls! <laughs> but uh. she's like, "How accurate do you think this is?" I'm like, "Is this just like the widget on your computer?" I'm like, "Uh, well, things change here in the Ohio Valley, so I guess we'll yeah." Just have to I wait usually and see. give I usually give those like three days of somewhat accuracy, give or take four degrees. This was like in two weeks. We're supposed to get more snow. And then it's supposed to be, like, the entire month of February we're getting snow. Well, that was what last year was supposed to be. But it was just super frigid, and we got, like, two big snowstorms. Yeah. That's it. Back to back. So, tonight, today, whenever you are listening to this, we At some point in time. When you are listening to this. When you feel like listening. We are discussing all things Broadway, off-Broadway. Movie musicals that have happened over the last year. Um, and we actually did this in less than an hour and a half last time. We did. Because we just touched on some of the big stuff. But we've we did. had a couple of big things happen yes. over the last couple of weeks. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll get to all that um, to announce today. Yeah. Which we'll get to. We're probably going to bounce around and not go in any sort of chronological order because um, we aren't those people. No. And I don't have notes for this one. What? Because I posted on Facebook that we were coming back by the end of this month. And we had somebody comment. And so I'm like, fuck, we got to really get this out. Yeah. Um, this is not the episode she's looking for. Um, but we'll get there. We will get there. 
because she wants to hear about Tick, Tick, Boom. Crap. And so Abby needs to watch the movie. I do need to watch the movie. Abby needs to watch the movie. I have other, I'm sorry. I've been binge watching things. Binge watch Tick, Tick, Boom. It's an hour and 45 minutes of your life. It's two episodes of whatever you're watching. I, I'm in the middle of Queer Eye right now. But we are Backyard Broadway and a Broadway podcast, so we should probably talk about... Can we just do one off for Queer Eye? <laughs> We could because I think at least two of them have been on Broadway. Yeah. We would have to look it up, but I think we could do a one-off for Queer Eye. Oh, 100%. As long as we... Can we? As long as we tie in Broadway, I think we could. I'm sure I could find the most ridiculous thread to tie them to Broadway. Okay. Sounds Like, Jonathan Van Ness alone. I could just... He's like one of my favorites on TikTok. He's amazing. I love it. I love him. Um, I love what he represents. I love, I love it, what they all represent. I love at the beginning of the pandemic when he kept doing the Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek impressions. I just love on because I follow him on Instagram too. But he'll he'll post his like morning dances. Oh god, have you seen these? No, I haven't. Where not. he like wakes up, he's making his coffee, and he's just dancing, he's having a good time. And people have started replicating that, like on TikTok and stuff. Like they'll start doing their morning, like making their coffee and dance into whatever song they want to dance to. Maybe I should start doing that. And it's I just a like, feel good way to start your day. Yeah, get my serotonin going and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So I think he has a new special coming or a new show coming to Netflix. So let's just start with the Tony Awards, <laughs> just because it was a big thing. It was a big thing. There were some big opinions. There were some big opinions. <laughs> we're not going to go into too much detail. We did record a pre-Tony podcast and a post-Tony podcast. Did we? I don't remember. We did. They just never got posted because life got in the way. <laughs> because Kat decided that she wanted to do something very special for me. Um, which we'll get to at the end and do some shameless self-promotion. Um, but the Tony Awards this year, or last year, however you want to look at it, was very, I think it was well done for what they had. Yes, hundred. Yeah, um, yeah. It was very concise. They they kept it where they needed to because they they utilized a different time frame because of doing the Broadway's back concert afterwards, yes. um, which was phenomenal. I cried numerous times. So much. Abby ended up comforting me it was while really she sat weird. between me and Cat. I don't know how I ended up there. Cat doesn't, you know, emotions, right? Um, <laughs> But there, yes, there were a lot of opinions. There were a lot of not anything about like winners or anything like that. Like I want to be clear. Like we didn't yeah, have yeah. like big opinions about. I got you all but, but one. All but one correct. All but yeah. one correct. Like we had a lot of opinions about um, outfit choices. Yes, like the overalls and some performance choices. Yeah, there was one. Well, no, there was two. There was at least two that we were like, what? Which two? American feet, Utopia, bare American feet, Utopia, bare feet. Yes, and uh, Jagged Little Pill. We were, yeah, we were a little confused about because I didn't feel like the Jagged Little Pill one really showcased what showcased it was. the show, and it kind of on my end because of me being a nerd. Um, I thought it was very unfair to Heidi Blickenstaff, who had jumped into the role that Elizabeth Stanley had been playing, um, because Elizabeth Stanley just had a baby. And instead of letting Heidi Blickenstaff do it on the Tony Awards, Elizabeth Stanley did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, for me, threw off that performance. But then uh, on uh, the bigger picture of that one was I didn't think that performance really showcased the show. That I it mean, honestly, have. like, if we didn't know anything about that show, watching that performance, you wouldn't know what it was about. No, absolutely not. All you got was rebellious teenagers and one of them hates their mom. Yes. Like, that's really all you got from it. And yeah. that shows so much more than just that. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, so um, big opinions. And it was a, a year where things could have gotten extremely political, but it didn't. No, they didn't. They, um, there was a couple. There was a couple of things. There were a couple of where things where we were like, "Oh, here we go," but they they kept it very. Yeah, and they if, they kept it. They did it very well. Yes, they did it very well. If they started to get political, they kept it short, sweet, and to the point. They didn't rant, overdo it. They didn't rant. They didn't stop the music. <laughs> Sorry, Bette Midler. <laughs> no one is ever going to forget that. Nobody's ever going to forget Bette Midler stopping music to just promote her show. Yes. Um, anyways, but I and I feel like. Not having all the in-between stuff like, you know, James Corden did the last couple of years, you know, in-between awards and stuff. I think that really helped keep it flowing. And yes, that stuff is fun to see. Oh, yeah. And our friend Sharon happened to be at the last live Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got to see, you know, when Billy Porter was singing in-between commercial takes and things like that. And so f- f- to hear her side of it was awesome, but then we only got to see part of it. So it was yeah. like, you know... Just leave that stuff out. Just just get to the point. Just yeah. show us what we want to see. I think the shows that performed, aside from Jagged Little Pill and American Utopia, because I still Bare don't feet. know That's what that I'm show is about. I Bare still don't feet. understand it. That's all I'm leaving you with. I think they they were represented well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you had the Broadway back concert right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just... An emotionally driven... Very much so. Two hours. What I like, too, is, like, I think with... In regards to the Tony Awards, like, every year they felt like they had a one-up last year, one-up last year, one-up last year. And this forced them to go back to basics. Yeah. And kind of take away some of that extra stuff that they've put in over the years. And so it was really nice to just, like, get through it. Yeah. I mean, of course, I missed the big opening number. Yeah, I mean, like... But I liked the closing... I like oh, yeah. Freestyle Love Supreme coming back and that was so fun. completely improvising to a degree because they had just witnessed all the winners and I'm sure they had lists in front of them. Um, but it completely was, improvising yeah. the closing, which is what the show was. Yeah, I mean, that was very impressive and it was so fun to watch. I mean, I do miss the integration of the performances in with the ward show because it just fl- it has a good yeah. flow to it. So having it that part separate was a little jarring. To switch your, like, mindsets. Yeah. And they, I mean, they had a couple, no, the Tony Awards, on the Tony Awards, they were all there. On the Broadway back, they did some at the theaters. Yeah. With an audience. Yeah, so it was very, Um, like. Yeah. It was a little jarring. So that I do miss. Like, I think the flow, the show works better when it's all integrated. But minus all the extra floof. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get a Tony Awards this year. Um, with what's going on right now, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. But if we get the Tony Awards this year, I hope that they will showcase all of the new shows. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not they're nominated for anything. Yeah. I really hope that they take a moment to... I want to know how that process is going to work with nominations. They've started announcing... Well, I'm just curious how that's going to work because... Some of the eligibility. Okay. Just because, uh, because of... The pandemic and things like that, you know, there's been shows that have had to close earlier. They've had to postpone or, you know, the switch out of actors and like, you know, things like that. So I'm wondering how those, how nominations are going to work. I think, I mean, we have a few that were in previews that closed and aren't officially open yet. 
um, and not close, close, but they, they're taking a break or whatever, um, because of the pandemic. But I think for those, which like Bravo to the Broadway community for utilizing understudies, swings and calling in people who haven't done oh, the show in two years. Yes. You know, like Wicked last week called in an old Elphaba who is retired from acting and is a computer software engineer now. Yes. And was like, could you do this tonight? Because they needed somebody. Mm-hmm. Because the Omicron variant was spreading so rapidly. They were utilizing all their swings where they could, all their understudies where they yeah. could. Um, and now we're seeing a lot of shows either just close or they're taking a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get to a little bit more in a minute. I think with the Tony Awards this year, as long as everything reopens before the Tony cutoff, which is usually the last week of April, mm-hmm. um, depending on when the announcement's going to be, and the original casts are able to return, I think they're not going to have an issue. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff that were originally coming in last season as open runs came in this season as limited runs, mm-hmm. like Carolina Change, Flying Over Sunset. And a couple of straight plays. So I'm sure they already had their committee you, members yeah. see those shows. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, with the actor awards, you know, how that's going to work. Like, you know, if uh, one person was only able to do the run, like, do a show for a handful of performances because of the virus. And then so the swing comes in or an understudy comes in and they have a longer run with it. Does that mean that they would get the nomination for that show? Does it, does it just depend on the version of that show that the nominate, the nominator saw? Like, how does, how is that going to work? Well, I think to where that, it's going to be fair. I'm worried there's going to be a lot of backlash back and forth with this one. I think for that, like you have to look back. Um, and it's because it's the only one I can come up with off the top of my head. Um, when the original company production opened in the seventies, um, their Bobby, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who the original Bobby was. He only stuck with it for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. then he was like deuces. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the whole story is there. I'm sure I do know. It's just not in my head right now, but then the, his replacement came in mm-hmm. and then played it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the original was the one nominated. But Why? If he only stuck with it for – that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't seem fair to me that he would get nominated if he only stuck with the show for two weeks and the other person was with the show much longer. Yeah. I think That because, doesn't seem fair. No, it doesn't. But I think because this is a very special situation, mm-hmm. I think they'll have to take that into effect yeah. when they're doing the nominations. Yeah. I'm just worried there's going to be a lot of like internet blow up backlash yeah. when nominations do come out because like – so-and-so got nominated, but they were only in the show for, like, three performances, and then they well, see, got, you I know, think like, in that case, like, I wouldn't think that person would get nominated. If they're only in it for three performances, but do and they don't saying? come back. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I just, I'm curious to know how that selection process is going to go with taking consideration the pandemic yeah. effect on, like, People not being able to do full runs of shows or like whatever if, the if case may be. We or the show about, closing early or... Yeah, if we think about like the Music Man. Yeah. Because they closed for a week and a half because Hugh Jackman got COVID. Mm-hmm. Amongst other people in, in the cast right. that had COVID. Um, but they're, they're not... Their official opening is not until February. Mm-hmm. Like if that opened in February with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster and they stayed with the show until the end of February and they were like, you know what? 
you know, whatever, COVID's getting bad again. I'm just going to go ahead and step away from the show. I don't want to put my family through this. Um, Yeah. In that case, I would say that they get to – they would still get the nomination. Yeah. Even if somebody came in after them and was with it for, you know, four months through the nominations, through the actual Tony Awards – I would still think that because they opened the show, they were the original cast. Mm-hmm. They would get that nomination. Um, but with shows like, like if, if Wicked was a contender. Yeah. And the way that they have gone, like if Wicked had just opened. Uh-huh. And the way their <laughs> alphabets have gone for the last few weeks. Uh-huh. Where it's been somebody different almost every single night. That would be difficult. Yeah. Even if like. Lindsay Pierce is Elphaba and is the, you know, billing on the, in the playbill, Lindsay Pierce and so-and-so in Wicked. And, but, you know, over the course of four weeks, eight different girls play Elphaba because of COVID, because of different things. That one would be difficult. Well, do you think in that instance, and then they would exclude that musical from that category? I think they would have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, for to make it fair, because I feel like if they didn't and they like just picked yeah. one, it wouldn't be fair to the other actors. And that's my biggest thing. Is I just, I mean, I know it's yeah. not always going to seem fair, or you know, I don't fully understand their selection process, which is, you know, I'm not in yeah. it, so I don't understand it. And as far as like shows <clears throat> that closed early, like Diana, nobody thought it was going to last. Let's be honest. Like with Diana, you know, they had already announced the eligibility for Diana before it closed. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like any show that opens. If it opens and it runs for two weeks and, you know, or for a month and it closes. Yeah. You know, it still has eligibility because it still yeah. is a Broadway show. It still ran. You know, Bonnie and Clyde. Laura Austin still got nominated for yep. um, Bonnie, even though it only ran for four weeks. Yep. So I think, you know, hopefully the voters and the committees will still take into effect those shows. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't completely ignore the, f- the work that these people put in, yeah. even though their show closed and they've got a whole bunch of stuff still opening, yeah, still coming in. Yeah. Um, as far as the show's taking hiatus, Mrs. Doubtfire was the first one to announce they're taking a nine week hiatus to let this pandemic pass, which there's, I just wrote an article that we're going to see a dip in this real soon. Yeah. Um, like when it started in South Africa within three weeks the number of cases went down drastically. Yeah. And they said the U.S. is right there. We're, we're getting ready to hit that. Um, so now the girl from North Country, the Bob Dylan musical, um, it has announced a closing date with plans to reopen in the spring. Okay. That one I think is a little different than a hiatus because Finding Neverland did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Finding Neverland closed and then was supposed to reopen at the end of the summer mm-hmm. and never did. Mm-hmm. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird is closing and is going to reopen at the Belasco Theater early in the summer, which it's not a Tony contender, so it's not even anything to really worry about. Um, but a lot of these shows are actually 
taking a look at me and like, you know, if we just took a couple weeks off. Yeah. As long as there's other stuff playing, mm-hmm. the Broadway economy is not going to suffer. Right. As long as things are still able to play. But I think especially for these new shows, like Paradise Square said, they're going to hold off on opening until this really settles down. I mean, they set a new date. Yeah. But, you know, I I think that's really going to be dependent on how this goes. Yeah. And a lot of the straight shows I know suffered and closed early because of this. Um, But it's different for a straight show. Mm -hmm. It's not... Straight shows usually don't make as much money. Yeah. Um, So to keep them running and to keep paying the bills while they're on a hiatus. Right. They're going to end up losing and never recoup. Yeah. With a musical, you still have the opportunity when you come back to completely recoup. Yeah. Because it'll be that excitement of shows coming back. Right. Um, Speaking of shows coming back. Go for it. I know you want to. So damn excited. I know you're excited. Beetlejuice is coming back. What? What? April 8th, Beetlejuice reopens on Broadway without Alex Brightman. He's already said he's not coming back. Which is totally understandable. Totally understandable. It's a rough role to do. Yes. Um, But it'll be interesting to see who they get in that role. Um, I'll be interested to see who they get to play Lydia. Um, Just because I know... The original Lydia and the girl who took over for her when she left, they both had very unique voices. Yes. Um, and Sophia and Caruso, I really like her voice. Mm-hmm. I like what she can do with her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see. And I know we're not going to get a new cast album or anything like that. Music man, give me a cast album because we need to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> just so I can say I was wrong about Sutton Foster. But anyways. Um, I need it so I can just stop reliving the movie but that's the cast that's the album i like the best it's the best i love it don't get me wrong but i need a new version in my life too you know what i'm saying yeah so yes i'm very excited the beetlejuice is reopening it means i will possibly have a chance to see it on broadway i'm not holding my breath but um my dad is making his first trip up to new york in march um with his new girlfriend hi dave and jackie you don't listen to this because you're not podcast people but (laughs) Anyways, um, so he's asking me for things to do. Yes. And so he'll be there, I think, right after they start their quote-unquote previews for Beetlejuice. Um, And Mrs. Doubtfire will be back at that point. Your dad should take a picture with the poster and send it to your sister. Right. I've already told him that. Okay. And he said, done. (laughs) Um, So my dad has been asking me for things to do in New York. Mm -hmm. And so I've, of course, given him the use, the usual things. And... Um, I told him there's a sex museum, um, and he said, I don't think that's appropriate. And I go, but it's really funny. It's, it's really, really funny. inappropriate. It's not appropriate at all. There's a booby bouncy castle. I know, and we've already discussed how you should not have gone with the person that you went with, this is that true. I should have been the this person is that true. you went with. Um, because I would have not been super grossed out. I would have made fun of every single fucking exhibit at that place. Exactly. So... Um, I did, I did tell him, you know, that Mrs. Doubtfire is one of the shows that I want to see, and I know he loves the movie, and it might be something he's interested in. He keeps asking what shows to see, and I'm like, the shows I want to see are completely different from the shows you would want to see. Yeah. Like, my dad would not want to see six. No. I can tell you that right now. And I told him, I was like, I said, do not limit yourself to Broadway. Mm-hmm. I was like, off-Broadway is still good stuff. Speaking of off-Broadway... 
the Winnie the Pooh musical. Have you seen the puppets and the... So they, it's, you know, like the Timon and Pumbaa puppets from yeah. Lion King? Yeah. So they did that with Winnie the Pooh and they created a whole new musical. I mean, I've, I've, I think that actor that does the voice for yeah, he's he's on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen him. He's a very good Pooh. Yes. He's a very good If Winnie you Pooh. go, if you come across him again, go back to his videos and there's, he's got some with the puppets. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, it looks phenomenal. One of the girls I follow on TikTok went and saw it and it's getting ready to close. Pandemic. Um... But she said it was just everything you wanted from a Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Pew Pew, well, Winnie the Pooh musical. Um, it's coming to Chicago in March. Oh, cool! For like a twenty-week run. Cool. So I'm like twenty weeks. That's that gets into July when Devil Wears Prada opening, and Kat and I are going to see Devil Wears Prada. I'm gonna go see Winnie the Pooh too. Anyways, have fun. Um, so the one thing I told my dad he had to do. And he's still on the fence about this because we talked about it the other night too. Is it is it Schmackeries? It's Schmackeries. 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 Sponsor me Schmackeries and send me some cookies. I like the s'mores, the cereal killer, and the um, crap. What's the other one? No. It was just on your TikTok or your Instagram page. Mine? No, theirs. Oh, of course it was. But if they do send it to you, can they keep the Trino ones in a separate box? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll make that request. Because I've yet to try one. So I told my dad, because last time I was there, I brought back a box of six six schmackeries. And I put them in my suitcase, in my, my carry-on, and just, you know, padded them with socks and things so that they didn't get super smushed. Um, I was like, that's all you have to do. I was like, just put them in your suitcase. He's like, oh, I don't know about bringing them to I'm not going to. I'm like, dad, that's all I want from New York. I was like, I would love tons of Broadway merch. I could tell you everything I want. And the two stores where you can go get them in Schubert Alley. But I just Aww, want Schubert Alley. I love Schubert Alley. Aww. I love Schubert Alley. I love just standing in Schubert Alley. I know. Because it's like, there's the Schubert Theater where I made my unofficial Broadway debut in Matilda. He'll never, ever <laughs> not bring that up. This is true. Point. So anyways, getting back to Broadway yes. Yes. things. Um, so we have had a lot of closings. Well, that's to be expected. Jagged Little Pill, which was unexpected. That one was unexpected. Diana. I don't want to say they, to be expected, and then you bring up the one that's like, that one was unexpected. Fuck <laughs> Diana was expected. Very much so. Very much so. And we haven't talked about it on a published episode. Well, um, mainly because I don't need to see it. No. I've watched the first. You didn't even get through it no. all the way. I watched the first act on Netflix. If you're a theater person, I would recommend watching it just so you can say you watched it and be done with it. Nope. Oh, good. Um, I will eventually watch the rest of it. Eventually. Um, I will. I will. I want to know how it ends. Do you? Do you want to know how it ends? I don't know where they end it. I know how it ends, but I don't know where the show ends. I mean, I can give you some spoilers, but... Probably at the end. It's like when I wanted to see Titanic the Musical and somebody's like, the boat sings. I'm like, what? (laughs) No. No. Those are my favorite responses to people when they're like, when they say something and I'm like, it's like the obvious answer. Right. They're like, why can't I see this? Your computer's off. (laughs) You know, like, shit like that. Yes. Um, they're like, shut up. I'm like, well, you asked. I don't know. But, yes, the, this this strain of the pandemic has hit a lot of the shows. Um, like I said, mostly the straight shows. Well, and that's 
makes sense because, you know. Ain't Too Proud is another one that I was not expecting to close. I thought Tina would close before Ain't Too Proud. I don't know. After that performance from the Chinese. Well, I know. That Tina performance was The girl that got playing Tina was fucking awesome. Well, she's already left the show. I know, but she was amazing. She was amazing. Um... A very well deserved. Back to award. the straight shows, it makes it makes kind of it makes sense though yeah. that they would get hit harder because but, musicals are like when people think Broadway, people automatically think of the musicals. They don't think of the straight shows. This is true. They automatically think of like the the wow factor that a musical usually brings. Famna the Opera no longer has a wow factor after thirty five years. People. My point is, musicals have this like reputation of being more entertaining than a straight show because of the songs and you know the dancing and it has more things that keep your interest on a very like one level yes with a straight show it can keep your interest if it's well written and if it's performed well and it keeps your interest because of the different layers that they yes give you because with a straight show I feel like it can be a more unique experience because not every show is going to be the exact yeah. same. With a, a, with a musical, it's similar, but it's harder to distinguish. Yeah. It's like there's a reason To Kill a Mockingbird has been running for so long. Exactly. So I think it, it makes sense that, you know, with the pandemic, people are going to be more interested, like when they reopened, to go see a musical because that in their brain, that's what you do on Broadway. Yes. You go see a musical. You yes. don't go see one of the street shows. No. And that's why musicals have a... a better opportunity to come back like if they take a hiatus or they close and they're planning on reopening yeah. they, straight shows don't ha- really have that possibility no. unless it's a like I mean if you think of it this way there are like you said musicals on Broadway that have been running for like 30 years or more name a straight show that has ran for over 30 years or more that is still on Broadway I can't I can't in the West End but I'm talking about Broadway <laughs> There isn't one. There is not one. There no. isn't one. So that no. should say something. <laughs> Just I was about to be like the Fantastics. That's a fucking musical. <laughs> You're a moron. That sucker ran for forty odd years. Jesus. But but that's I mean that's my whole spiel. I mean like, yeah. I love them both. There are certain types of straight shows that do not hold my interest. Just like there are ty- some types of musicals that do not hold my interest. No. no. If you wanted to revive the Uninvited, that would be great. Oh my god! Please do so. I will come see it. <laughs> Oh my god, please do so. We will make one of Andrew's secret New York trips. I have yet to actually see a performance of this. We read the script. Yes. And fell in love with this script. Yes. I want to see it done so fucking bad. Can we do that show? Can we do that show? We need to reread the we show. We need to reread it. Yeah, 100%. I'll bring you the script. Okay, we'll get to I that. Have to bring you okay, script. but now Where's... we're talking about things that they don't understand. Yeah. Okay, um, so <laughs> now let's talk movie musicals. Because 2021 was the year of the music, was the the music musical, the music the musicals. movie musicals, the music musicals, the um, music musicals. Because there's one we forgot. Wait, oh, last time. Last time. Did you do you actually have a list now? I in my head. Oh, good. It's so not all for, of them. So we're gonna forget another yes. one. Okay. But the one we forgot was Dear Evan Hansen. Oh my god! Yeah, we did forget about that. We did not talk about Dear Evan Hansen. No. When we tried to record this. We last need week. to talk about that in a whole other episode. We do, I, and we will do a show specific and talk about the movie as well. Because um, there are some things we got to talk about with that. Yes, I think as fans of the show, I was not a hundred percent displeased. No, I was not displeased. I was not disappointed. Like, to the point where I was like, I would not recommend people seeing this show. I mean, I, I, I tell people, 
Just that if they cannot see the live show, to go ahead and see the movie. It, yeah, because the message of the movie is the same as the yes. show. You get the same types of emotional reactions that you would get with the sta- with the stage show. But you have to prepare yourself for it is not the stage show. It is not the stage show. You have to prepare yourself to know that it's not going to be... Exactly like the stage show, no. and it, it's like it's like when like the Harry Potter movies. Like if you've read the Harry Potter books and you go see the movie and then you're pissed because the movie is not like the book, or you read the Twilight books and don't. You I was the, specifically <laughs> trying to avoid that. You get to the very last movie and you're sitting in the theater with a bazillion other teenage girls and you're a 20 something year old guy. And that moment where they show fucking Carlisle's head and what's his name's hand. And the entire audience goes, that didn't happen in the book. What I love is that I specifically avoided using that specific reference because the last time we brought that up, we went down a very long We're not going hole. down a rabbit hole. Cats rewatching them again because they're leaving Netflix uh, tomorrow. Uh, I didn't even know they so. were on Netflix. She's rewatching that. I didn't even, even know they were I'm on pretty sure We own the DVDs, and I'm pretty sure she bought all of them on Amazon. Okay, listen. I like I like the movies. Don't get me wrong. I like watching them in sequence because you can see their budget went up with Y'all. every movie. Because the the uh, quality of the movies gets better every single time. When I say quality, I mean filming. <laughs> <laughs> not Kristen Stewart. We're not going down no, the rabbit going hole. Down. Well, all I'm going to say is... I would much prefer rereading the books than rewatching the movie. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, because we will go down this rabbit hole. So, on, on the topic of not being the same as the stage show, a lot of people were Back to Jeremy Hansen. Well, I, I was moving on. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because we're going to do a whole episode. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people were disappointed within the Heights, which I know you still haven't seen. No. Um, but a lot of people were disappointed within the Heights because they changed the focus of which couples they put the focus on. Um which, not having seen the show, you're not, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But I thought the movie was really well done. I thought the cinematography was amazing. It looks like so much fun. And I thought the way they filmed the musical numbers was phenomenal. It looks like so much fun. I need to bring you the DVD. Yes. I don't have a DVD um, player. I need to give you my sign in for Movies Anywhere. There we go. <laughs> um, but. I liked the In the Heights movie. Kat didn't because she's not into the rap musical. She still has not watched Hamilton all the way through. She can't, though. Um, like, it, like, physically, like, bothers her. Yeah, but she, she did watch In the Heights with me. And she's just, it's not her cup of tea. Which I totally understand. Stop trying to get me to watch Spongebob. I have not tried to get you to watch Spongebob since Rachel and I went and saw the play. I'm just okay? saying. I can see it in your head. Um, but I thought the In the Heights movie was done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other movie musicals, we had the new Cinderella on Amazon Prime, which it was different. It was different. I liked the musical numbers. I liked how they incorporated contemporary musical musical numbers into the show. Um, I liked that it wasn't Rodgers and Hammerstein, and I liked that it wasn't. It was still the story you knew, mm-hmm. but they made it a little bit different. Yeah. Um, why people keep casting Pierce Brosnan in musicals, I'll never understand. <laughs> Mind you, he only had a little bit of singing in this one. <laughs> a little bit. But not not a whole number. Mamma Mia. Um, what was the last thing Pierce Brosnan did before Cinderella? I have no clue. Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> um, 
I'm sure there was something else. I feel like he did like a, a like a series or something. I mean, he was James Bond a long time ago. No, asshole. <laughs> More recent. Mom and me is a series. Now. Um, but uh, the killer was Idina Menzel and Material Girl. That number. Yes. Yes. Um, we also had everybody talking about Jamie on Amazon Prime, which I have not watched yet. Neither have I. Um, I don't know, like, I want to, but at the same time, I feel like I'm going to be an emotional wreck if I watch it. Yes. That's what everybody said, that if you, if you get emotional stories like that, I feel like you, I will. it's, um, a lot of people have problems with the music. A lot of people have problems with the story, but those are also people who don't appreciate what the show is. Right. Um, which is very much along the same lines as the prom, only with a drag queen instead of a gay couple. Yeah. Um, so it's on my list. It's just a matter of finding the time where I can sit down and just have two hours where I can engross myself in it and really take it in. Yeah. Like I, ca- I keep wanting to like watch it at the same time. I'm like, I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared to yeah. like have the downfall of what's going to happen yeah. after I watch it because I have children that I have to take care of. Um, so I'm just like, I don't know if I can watch this, but at the same time, I feel like I do want to watch it and have my son sitting with me. So he's prepared for what he wants to do when he grows up. Um, we had two filmed on stage musicals come to streaming services. Diana, we've already talked about and come from way, which it was my first time seeing come from way. And I was prepared for it. Kat was not. Kat did not realize what it was about. Um, And I was blown away. Absolutely blown away by the fact that it's a cast of like 15, 20 people. And they are constantly changing characters. Yeah. And accents. If this thing ever becomes available for amateur theaters, just don't do it. It, It's going to be impossible. Almost, well, I'll say improbable, not impossible. To have... Depending on your talent pool. A well-talented enough actor to be able to switch from the Gander accent to an Egyptian accent to a Southern accent, back to Gander, back to Egyptian, back to Gander. And keeping them straight with what character you're playing. Yes. I mean, I remember when we did Stop the World. Just trying to get people to do an... Proper English or Cockney accent was like pulling teeth and not come out as Irish or. I had to tell her to stop overthinking it. Oh, that God. was the key with her. I was like, "Don't!" I was like, "You're overthinking it. Like you're thinking of every single syllable how it needs to come out, and yeah. it's coming out Irish, yeah, or Scottish." I was um, like, and at one point, I'm like, "When did we hit Germany? I don't understand what that was." Right. I was like, "I don't even know what that was." Um, but the the thing would come. From away too is we had known about it from the Tonys, mm-hmm. so we we knew about like the changing the accents and like things like that, but you only get a small taste of that with a Tony yeah, performance, and- so you don't fully understand. And I haven't seen it yet because it's on Apple TV. Um, but she doesn't come visit me very often, so she can't watch it. Well, so. it's hard for me to come visit you. Well, sell your kids on the black market. Wow, <laughs> I'm kidding. I now love I know, them both deeply. Now, now I know how I'm going to pay my rent next month. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm kidding. I would never ever do that. Uh, like, like oh, my ready. God. CPS is showing up at your door right after this. I'm posted. kidding. No one knows where I live, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's no last names. 
Um, but I think having that full experience with it and really seeing the changing of the accents in, I say, quote unquote, in person, you know, like it within the full yeah. show and how quickly those are, those are and have the back, back and forth and with the full context of the show yeah, is what's truly amazing about it. And I, I think, you know, and I just want to add this really quick. Yes, it's an amazing, amazing show. Yes, it's amazingly written. But fuck those writers for doing that to those actors. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just putting that and, out there. And with, with the Tony Award performance, you didn't get – you didn't really – Fully get – Fully get the fact that these are – that everybody on that stage is everybody in the show. You know, a couple of people change characters in that particular performance – but not very many, so it's not you don't get the whole picture. Within the first 20 minutes of that show, the amount of switching that happens, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I wasn't confused by it. I wasn't, I was just in awe. Yeah. Fuck in those writers awe. for doing that to those actors. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Well, was it the writers or was it the director saying, you know what, we're going to do this with 15 people. Fuck both of them. And you're going to play... 18 characters See, now each. you need to get a script so we can see if it's written that way true. or if the director was this like, is true. we want to keep the cast as small as possible, so I'm going to make you do multiple ca- characters in different accents to fuck with your mind. But I, th- I think, like, the beauty of what they've done, because you have to think, this, this small town, mm-hmm. like, quadrupled in size mm-hmm. overnight because of the that, situation yeah. and the fact that you have, you know, the, the fact that there are are potentially 9,000 characters that they could have drawn from. Yeah. Which I'm sure they, they probably drew from as many as they could. And yeah. Just kind of, and combined stories yeah. and things like that. But to take 9,000 stories mm-hmm. and condense them into 15 people, mm-hmm. and I would say probably 50 to 60 characters. I think that's amazing. Oh, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it's cruel and unusual to do to people. I really hope they keep that integrity for the actual film version that they're playing. Oh, I do too. Like I said, I'm not saying it's not an amazing show and it's not amazingly written or whatever the case may be. I'm just saying it's cruel and unusual to do that to actors. Yes. And come at me, bro, if you disagree. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Am I? Because if I was one of those actors and I had to do that, I'd be stressed the fuck out every goddamn night. I think... I would and like, then I'd be stuck in one of them for, like, months. I think I would like to do it for the challenge. You would. I would. I know you would. Me? I'm good. Give me one. I'll do one. Um, and probably very poorly. <laughs> so am I missing any movie musicals before I get to the one that I really want to talk about? I don't think so. I mean, we can talk about any live. Oh, we do? We, we can talk about Annie Live for a I, minute. I, have, um, I don't think I... They had some issues. Oh. They had some issues. Um, but I think it was well done. I think Harry Connick Jr. should have shaved his head and not worn a bald cap. Because <laughs> it was very noticeable. Um, it's definitely above The Sound of Music. I think it's above Peter Pan. But I think that, that that's where it sits on the, on the line. <laughs> Because um, it did, it had issues. Uh-huh. But well, I haven't gotten to see it. I don't know. It's on Peacock. I just haven't gotten to see it. Hmm. Um, I think Ian would like it. 
Probably. But Ian likes some musicals. So the the that's because I introduced him to Chicago at a very, very young age. Did you watch Chicago before Oklahoma or Oklahoma before Chicago? Chicago was first. Oh, okay. Chicago was first because it was. I think it was a couple weeks later. You were like, "Oh my god, we, I'm watching Oklahoma," and he's sitting on the couch watching it with. Like me. it was like the first thing I've ever seen him like sit all the way through. Like he yeah. still doesn't sit through all of his shows. He'll like yeah. skip through like toward the end. Um. So the one I want to talk about that we're not going to go into a lot of detail about because we've had a request to do an entire episode on the show. Thank God, because we'd be here forever. Is tick tick boom? <sighs> tick tick boom. I'm never going to be able to learn that song. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm going to give you sheet music to it. You will be yes, able to learn Yes, because that's going to help. Yeah. It will. Because you'll be able to just highlight her lines and just follow along with her lines. Anyways. Oh, my God. Um, thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for making this movie. <laughs> if you have not seen Tick, Tick, Boom yet, do yourself a favor. Get you some popcorn. Get you a glass of wine and go watch the movie. That's all I'm going to say on it because we're going to do an entire episode on Tick, Tick, Boom. We actually got a request for it. We did get a request for it. I was so excited. Um, And the one that I did forget because I haven't seen it yet is West Side Story. Yes. Um, I've heard it's phenomenal. I've heard it has a couple of issues. Issues. Um, Issues. Issues. But other than that, I've heard it's phenomenal and it's worth the watch. Um, I will probably not see it until it comes out. Probably. On DVD. Um, But I do want to see it. I do like West Side Story. I know you like West Side Story. Um, I'm trying to think if we have forgotten anything before we I go mean, into shameless promotion. We should just go ahead into shameless promotion because you know someone's going to comment that we forgot something and I don't really care. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite of my cookie while I think about it. Okay. Uh, you know what we forgot? Doing the Jeopardy theme song? Well, that too. <laughs> song time. Well, it's a sensitive subject. I mean, we haven't talked about that or Betty White, so... But we said we were talking about all things Broadway from last year. Well, when did she pass away? Betty White was never on Broadway. But it's still something we should talk about. <laughs> but we should talk about Sondheim first, because he is Broadway royalty. I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying we should also talk about Betty. I... I think our listeners would appreciate it. We will it. talk about Betty. I... Are you going to get emotional just talking about it? Legit dropped my phone. I was, I had a piece of chocolate chip stuck to the roof of my mouth. I was trying to get. Okay. That's what he's going to tell you. Fuck off. <laughs> I dropped my phone when I opened Facebook and I saw that. I was immediately devastated. I have done a few Sondheim shows in my career. I... Love Sondheim's music. I love the complexity of it. I love how he can take the simplest melody and create something so big and so memorable. Mm-hmm. And what hurt the most was knowing that he had just gone to Thanksgiving and was fine. Mm-hmm. And then he was gone. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that he was working on another show that we will probably never hear anything from unless somebody finds that music and 
puts it into a review. Yes. And I was like, this is from his unfinished work. Thank you. Um, I'm yeah, trying was, not to get emotional. <laughs> I know. It was very, it was like, it's kind of a weird thing because for his age, it's not unexpected. But it was very unexpected because he seemed to be doing so well. Yes. Everyone knew he had become a little more frail. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, people were posting videos after he passed. Of him coming to one of the previews of company. Mm-hmm. Because he passed right before it opened. Officially mm-hmm. opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- you can see he's a 91-year-old man. Yeah. But he seemed okay. He waved to people. He said hello to people. Um, so it was just, it was a very unexpected moment. And it wasn't one of those where it was like, you thought. It was coming. It was coming. Um, like I said, it's not unexpected for his age. So, for, but it is unexpected because he seemed to be doing so well. For companies opening night, they printed a special playbill with him on the cover of it, and it's just a picture of him mm-hmm. and the playbill logo. Some asshole stole almost every single box of playbills from the theater, mm-hmm. and they are now showing up on eBay. For $110 to $500, fucking Playbill got smart, printed more, and they are selling them on their website for $45. Yep. Because no one will buy those fuckers. Because nobody will buy those fuckers. I got mine in the mail yesterday. Yep. I had to punch Kat because she made fun of me for getting emotional over it. But it's also the only Playbill I have with Patty LaPone in it. Because, well, I take that back because I did buy that bundle of old yes. ones and I have the Anything Goes with. Yeah. But it's the only recent one because when I saw her in Sweeney Todd, it was one of my secret New York trips yes. and I could not bring home anything. Yeah. Um, so I am very lucky to have one of those. And mm-hmm. if you want one, get it from the playbillstore.com. Yeah. Playbillstore.com, not the, just playbillstore.com. Yeah. Get it from them. Yes. Yes, $45 is a lot of money. But if you were looking on eBay to pay $110 to $500 for one, go pay the $45. Yeah. Do not support this asshole or these assholes that decided that they were going to rob people from their playbill on opening night. Because a lot of the audience members, celebrities and A-listers included, did not get a playbill. Yeah. Betty White. Yeah. Again, another one that. Completely shocked everybody. Yeah. But I don't know if you've seen, she had a stroke six days before. No, I did not see that. They've released her cause of death and it was from complications from the stroke. Mm-hmm. It's cookie, I swear, this time. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Do you want me to get you a tissue? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I had to call my brother out Saturday night. Because when Estelle Getty, B. Arthur, and Rue McClanahan died, I immediately got texts from him. You okay? Mm-hmm. Question mark. I did not get one for Betty White. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you fucking dropped the ball. <laughs> I was already an emotional wreck because I was napping mm-hmm. and Kat woke my ass up to tell me. I was an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. Like my Facebook status was, I'm not okay. Yep. And because all of my friends know me so well, they knew exactly what I was talking about. Yep. 
Um, well, I didn't, but I hadn't seen it yet. Well. Like, Kat texted me about it before I opened Facebook. But I'm never really on Facebook, so. No. But my sister, my sister did send me a text. Oh, my God, did you see? Are you okay? Yeah. Kyle, you dropped the ball. <laughs> I really hope he listens to this one episode. I think he's listened to some of our past episodes. But anyways. I mean, I'm not lying. You're not lying. It's not he's that far. Like, he's like my size. He is. I did get one of the People magazines mm-hmm. that they printed. <clears throat> Just a wee bit prematurely. <laughs> oh. Betty White turns 100 with her last interview and everything. And I was like, I have to have it. Like, And it's People magazine. It's four ninety nine, guys. I can't bring myself to have buy it. Have you seen it. the TikToks that people are posting with Betty, about Betty White? This one guy did a TikTok where he plays God. It's like one of those. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> and he's like, all right, did you get the queen or whatever? The old lady. The old lady. Yeah, or whatever. That's turning 100. And they're like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they realize that there was a mistake. And the, the angel's like, how could you take her just like three weeks before her 100th birthday? What are you talking about? The queen's only 95. The queen? Yeah. You wanted the, the, I, who did you get? Is that Betty White? Just give me your halo now. Yeah, just where give you're it going, to me now. It's going to be too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, mmm. She was almost there. She was almost there. Her birthday's the day before mine. Well, and the other thing, too, with it was she was the last one. She was the last golden girl. Which was super ironic because in an episode where they discuss death and what they wanted to do afterwards, Rose is the one who makes the comment, what happens when there's only one of us left? I know. Which, of course, everybody fucking put that on TikTok yep. and Facebook. Yep. So of course it pulled my heartstrings even harder. Of course. That's what social media is for. So my fiance, the loving, loving, non-emotional person that she is, bought me a everything I need to learn I learned from Betty White book. Aww. After she passed. My purchase was the Rosen Island Funko Pop um, bowling. Oh, bowling, yeah, yeah. Where she's in the bowling shirt with the bowling ball. Because I'm a bowler. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a full-size rose. I just mm-hmm. have the small one from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a full-size Dorothy and Sophia. So now I just need a full-size Blanche. Um, but, yeah, that was that was my purchase. She bought me the book. And for my birthday next weekend, we're doing a Golden Girls theme party. Where everybody's going to dress like the 80s. And I have the perfect suit for it. It's fantastic. I know you do. Um, I have the perfect dress. And then a Broadway-related death is Bob Saget. Yes. The last man in chair. Yep. In Drowsy Chaperone. Which was his Broadway debut. Yep. Um, They are still awaiting autopsy results. Yeah. Because he was, what, 65? 65. Yeah. Um, But... Some of the first responders at the scene said that there were signs of a cardiac Mm -hmm. episode or a stroke. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know a lot of people know he had substance abuse issues in the past. Mm -hmm. And I know that's where a lot of people are going because he's only 65. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, with the pandemic and everything... People should not jump to that conclusion. Yeah. And I think it's disrespectful to anybody 
not just celebrities, anybody, to do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, there, there's been a couple of people I've unfriended and stopped following on social media because of that. Um, but let's move away from death. Okay. And let's That's a different podcast. shamelessly promote what my fiance did so nicely for me. Um, because she's an intelligent person. I love you so much. She decided to start a theater company. In the middle of a pandemic. Why not? Why not? Why not? She knew that that was something I always wanted. So she kind of set some wheels in motion, kind of looking for venues and places where we could do readings or put on a full production of one of my original plays. Um, And she happened to find an event venue nearby um, that the proprietor was very eager. Yes. Very. To... Partner with us for. I love um, her. She's I do like, love her. First time I met her, she was talking about an injury that she had and how her body was like, listen here, bitch. And I was like, all right, she's our people. Um, so we have started a theater company. <laughs> it is called Ghostlight Theater Company. And we also were the idiots who decided to try and put on a try to put on an event in the middle of a pandemic. Six weeks. After we started this company. Well, you know, go big or go home. Go big or go home. Because the Jan, the proprietor, was like, I don't have anything booked for New Year's Eve. Can you all do something for New Year's Eve? And we were like, yeah, let's do a murder mystery. We can do that. Fuck. We spent, oh, ten weeks before New Year's Eve. So we spent probably four weeks coming up with a story, bouncing ideas back and forth, really finalizing everything and then getting a cast and we had had three rehearsals before Omicron really exploded in Kentucky and within a six day span there were over 20,000 new cases of COVID and because we had not set any COVID protocols in place and because this was supposed to be a New Year's Eve party and a completely immersive murder mystery experience we realized that we could not try to implement these things at the last thing, at the last moment, and still maintain the integrity of the immersive event. Yeah, it was just, it was too much too fast. And we had a lot, we had a, a couple of people in the cast that were high risk and we didn't want to put them at risk. We didn't put, we didn't want to put any of our uh, audience members at risk. So we made the tough decision to cancel the event. We did. A lot of people that had already purchased tickets are very understanding and we're very thankful that we took their safety so seriously, um, which I love that. I mean, we had, we had a few that were not very nice, but they were the people that clearly were bored and just wanted to pick a fight to pick a fight. And we moved on from that. Yes. Um, we have a lot of other big things in the works. We do. Um, we've gotten, you know, again, thanks to Kat because she's awesome. She's found us, uh, partnerships with, Oldham County Tourism and things like that. So we got a lot of big things in the works, hopefully. And, you know, it's our main thing is with the theater company, too, is we don't want to just put on shows. Yeah. We don't want to just do the musicals or the street shows. We want to do the murder mysteries, which are these 
interactive experiences um, and we want to help local playwrights and help them with the process of writing their shows, yeah. workshopping, producing, casting, all those things that take, you know, need to take place to put it on. Yeah. Which is our, our, our main, the main part of our mission statement is to work with local playwrights from start to finish. You know, they, they send us their original play. We read through it and decide, okay, this is something we can work with. And we then get with them. We talk about it. We make plans for the first workshop reading mm-hmm. um, and put it in their corner to get a cast together. Yeah. Bring the cast together, you know, do the reading, get notes from the cast, get notes from, you know, the committee members that are there to observe. And then from there, work with the writer to keep the integrity of the show they've written, but to make the edits that they need to make to make it performance ready. And then to come together and do a second reading of it and possible workshop of scenes and things like that before actually sitting down and saying, this is the final draft. Okay. It's ready to put on. Let's do two weeks of performances. Yes. Um, So it's in, in reality, it's, it's about a six to eight month process with these writers and, but they will get the exposure as a new writer. They will get their production produced um, because a lot of publishing companies for plays, um, they want your play to have been produced at least once. Yeah. So to publish the play. So that will help with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also found some great opportunities for community theater festivals and things like that yep. in our area yeah. that we want to be a part of and to really give the exposure that needs to be given. Because, I mean, speaking from my own experience as a playwright, you know, I know that there are people out there that have written plays that it's just sitting on their desk and they don't know what to do with it now. Or you have files upon files upon files of them in your computer. Your computer, your Google Drive, no three books. flash drives, no notebooks. Books. Folders in fucking your office. Fucking everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. And then he comes to me, I have a new idea. Have you finished any of the bazillion ones that you've started? You just had to call me out, didn't you? Yeah. Just had to call me out. Yeah. Uh, because it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. Uh, it happens a lot. I'm not saying you've never finished any of them. You have finished them. No. Um, but there's still a lot... And, I mean, some of them are just ideas that, like, were just an idea. It wasn't anything that you've written on or, you know, it's just a fun idea to see if we can even make it a show. And I say we because I'm the one that listens to <laughs> you go back and forth. So Yes. Um, she loves when I show up with a cork board. I'm literally um, like, oh, hold on. I need to go get snacks. Ready to storyboard the entire show. Let me go get snacks. Let me get some new batteries. Hold on a second. Well, uh, which... You have to admit, when we did that with Backstage Secrets, it worked out really well. It did work out really, really well. Um, but, yeah, that's the main goal of Ghostlight. And if you want to follow along with what Ghostlight's doing, even if you're not in our area, we're all over social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ghostlighttheater, K-Y, and theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E, not E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Check us out, like us, follow us along. Um, we'll be posting as we do different things, photos, videos, whatnot. <laughs> Happy Sunday. <laughs> oh my God. 
Uh, I we, swear to God, my son thinks he's a living cartoon character. We know our audiences love hearing us yelling at your son. I'm like, I'm having flashbacks to the whatever the fuck it was all over my kitchen floor. The baking soda? And soap. And soap. Yeah. <sighs> that whole thing. That was fantastic. What's all over your hands? <laughs> but hey, there's only like three things I have to edit in this particular episode. So... That's always a he, plus. He's getting better. He is getting better. Um, so I'm just going to just real quick run through the Broadway.com, see if there's any big news. I don't think there is that we haven't covered yet. Probably not. Um, We've covered a lot. I mean, we had the Golden Globes the other night that mm. did not air. And West Side Story was best new movie as a musical. Cool. Um, Ariana DeBose won Best Supporting Actress. Andrew Garfield won That's Best the Actor. Oh, the Wicked movie. Yeah. Oh, you had to bring that up. I guess that's where we can... Um, we haven't talked about the Wicked movie. Oh, you know what else we haven't talked about? What else have we not talked about? Once Upon a One More Time. No, I don't want to talk about that. Just just briefly, because you and I sat here, have sat here numerous times and had conversations about the Britney Spears musical, Once Upon a One More Time, which just finished its extended run in Washington, D.C., I don't understand extended it. run amidst the pandemic and it extended. I don't understand. I don't understand it because the premise of the show makes is no fucking sense. Fairy tale princesses who have the feminine mystique dropped into the lap and they're like, now wait a minute. And they realize that the way that these princesses behave is not in a very feminist type way. And just, what the I actual fuck? I don't understand how they apply Britney Spears songs into a feminist show. This is so true. So, I so true. I'm, I just, I can't put it together in my brain. And I really, I know I'm going to have to see it to understand. Yes. But at the same time, I don't want to see it to understand. So the reviews were very mixed because I, I did look up reviews. Uh-huh. Um, the ones that were good were good based on the story, not the songs, the story and the actors. Mm-hmm. The ones that were bad were encompassing the whole show, mm-hmm. um, but highlighted the actors' performances. Because what do you do yeah. <laughs> with this? Um, but yeah, that's it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to see it, but now I. Need to. Like, of all the musicals that we had listed in previous episodes of that were in the works or, like, going to happen, this was the one that we were like, please don't ever come to fruition. And it's, like, the only one that did. Well, because originally, all we had was a Britney Spears musical using her music. And it wasn't until, what, two years ago yeah. that it got a title and it got a storyline. Yep. And since then, we have bashed it. And now we have been, to a degree, proven wrong because of... I don't know about proven wrong. I feel like it's doing well for nostalgic purposes because people are going to see these songs in a different way. Yes. I don't think... I just... I I don't know. I don't know. It's like like Spongebob. Like, I don't... I don't ever want to see Spongebob. I don't want... I don't need to. And it did well, for the most part, for what it was. But I just... I I don't know. I need to see it to fully understand it. But even then, I don't know if I'm going to fully understand it. I don't know if I want to see it. Yeah. Like, I'm torn. I'm torn. 
so the it's wicked. Like, it's like being told I need to get my tooth pulled. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I know I need to do it, but I don't want to do it. So the Wicked movie has announced it's Elphaba and Glinda. Yes. We are both uber excited for Elphaba. So Cynthia Erivo. Oh, I love her. Um, a lot of people are bashing her because she is a late 30s aged actor. Don't give a fuck. Gonna play this 17 year old character. Don't care. Don't give two fucks. She's gonna be in green makeup. You're not gonna be able to tell how Well, not is. even that. Okay, not even that. Elphaba is a very somewhat mature character. Yes. Anyway, like honestly, like if you didn't think they were in high school, you would never know she was 17. Yes. Never would know she was 17. And the fact that she has the voice of angels <laughs> should be enough for you fuckers. So true. To be so excited you should piss your pants. Um just saying. And then Galinda. <laughs> your face. Ariana Grande has been cast as Glinda. Yes, she has. I would have been okay with her as Elphaba. I don't know how I feel about her as Glinda. Which, I mean, Kristen Chenoweth has given her her seal of approval. I, I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard her sing like that. No. So it would be very interesting to hear her sing like that. Yes, it will. I think it will be very interesting. And like, look-wise, I can totally see it. I can, mm-hmm. I yes, can, I, I can see it. I can see it. Like, style-wise, I can totally see it. Yeah. This, the voice, she just has a very distinct voice. Yes. So I'm going to be, it's going to be very interesting to hear her sing those songs. And the the combination of those two together with their songs. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, that's all they have announced so far. There's a petition to keep James Corden out of it. We've had this discussion. Not that anyone's heard. Not that anyone's heard. In a nutshell, I don't think James Corden wants to do it. I don't think, I think he's done with doing those for a while. He hasn't had the best experiences with them lately. No. And so Um, I don't think he really, I don't think there's a need to do a petition to keep him out. I don't think he will. I think that's going a little extreme. Calm your tits. It's going to be fine. We will keep ye all abreast of... The casting I like news. what you did there because I said tits. <laughs> <laughs> of the casting notices as they come out. Um, don't don't miss a beat. Wicked producers. Patty Lapone is mad and horrible. Make it happen. Um, but yes, we still have almost two years until the movie comes out. It's supposed to come out December 2023. So they have plenty of time to make the right choices. They have plenty of time to film it and give us the version of Wicked that we need to see. Yes. So to finish off, I'm just going to go through this somewhat short list of shows to look forward to on Broadway this spring. Okay. So first up is Plaza Suite, which is a Neil Simon comedy. It's going to star real-life married couple, just Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. Uh, When was the last time Matthew Broderick was on Broadway? I know. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't remember. remember. It's only a play. Oh. Which was 2008. I mean, the last time he did, like, remember. really anything that I can recall was A Christmas Story. And okay, I can we not? I don't really want to talk that about was, that. Um, so that, uh, opening night of that is March 28th. The Little Prince has been adapted into a Broadway musical. Oh. Um, and it's kind of, like, fast-tracking its way. Its opening night is March 17th. Uh, Paradise Square, which I mentioned earlier. Um, this mus- This new musical... That takes a look at denizens of a local saloon makes its Broadway debut at the Barrymore Theater on April 3rd is its new opening night. 
Um, what? Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm so confused. We have Funny Girl with Beanie Feldstein. Oh. Which I'm still on the fence about. Opening night is April 24th. How I Learned to Drive with Mary Louise Parker is another straight show. Oh. Um, April 19th. Mr. Saturday Night, which apparently is a new musical with Billy Crystal and Shoshana Bean. Uh-huh. It will be opening April 27th. And a new production of Macbeth, starring Daniel Craig. Oh. Opens on April 28th. We already talked about Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. So these are all tentative dates mm-hmm. as um, the pandemic swells right now. So we will see if anybody else changes. Yes. But other than that, we are glad to be back. Um, I am very glad to be back. Are we done yet? I can't feel my toes. Oh my god, you can't feel your toes. No, I, le- I, legit, I legit can't feel my toes. Why can't you feel your toes? Are you wearing shoes? <laughs> yeah, but they're not my ugly ugly boots that you love so much. Uh, I'm wearing Crocs and my toes are fine. <laughs> we're we're going to end this before she smacks the shit out of me. I can't. I'm too cold to hit you. <laughs> You can go ahead and deal with your children. I do need to go deal with my children. Um, Who, which one of them is wearing a tank top and the other one's on a, in his underwear. So, well, you know, that's how your children go. Oh, so yeah, with all that being said, I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>